June 30th, 2016. It's a Watt from Pete Rose show. Into the ground, of course, the same action will be found. Music's a 
dance. Music's a party, let's split our pants. Music's a party, get up and dance. I really want to see you split your pants. Watch for Pedro show uh, in Pedro, but uh, now with Brother Matt, he's indisposed because of this weird teaching schedule he's got for the next month and a half. So uh, I'm in my pad in Pedro, but I'm not alone because via the magic of Skype, thank you, uh, I think it was Estonian Cats who came up with the software first. Uh, <coughs> Mike Shreve from Brighton over in England joins me. Hey, Mike. Hello, Mike. How are Wow, you got all loud. Go ahead, talk again. Hello there. Hi. <laughs> Hi, Mike. Hi, viewers. Yeah, kind of viewers. More listeners, maybe. Listeners. Yeah. Not to get all... Yeah, no, no, that's... Correcting yeah. on your ass and shit. I, I, I don't mean it to be like that, but... Uh, I was looking at a laptop screen when I said viewers. It's just, no, you know... No, no, no. Look at the radio instead. No, because I've played a lot of ZBS uh, stuff. And they call their uh, the dramas uh, mind movies. So in a way, the spiel could be kind of, you know, mind movie. So there's, viewers is okay. Uh, we start off with John Coltrane and Eric Dolphy doing Prack. In 1963, maybe, uh, his son, John Coltrane's son, Robbie, found the cassette or something. No, it couldn't have been cassette. It must have been real to real. God, to make prac tapes was a chore. Because yeah, I don't think the cassette comes until the mid-60s. Anyway, I was talking with Mike here about some semantics uh, concerning uh, yeah, practice and rehearsing. And I think it's jive sometimes when people emphasize uh, rehearse over prac. So... Just a little thing that's bugged me for about 30 or 40 years. Uh, then we had uh, music, Music's a Party by Panther Pop, which is a brainchild of Mike Shreve. Mike, can you tell me your earliest music memory? Whoa, earliest music memory? Yeah, um, probably, I mean, uh, my, my dad played the organ at the local church. So you know, I think that went in there pretty early on. So no, no matter how much punk rock and rock and pop I've listened to since, underneath it, there's probably this kind of, I don't know, this, this thing of my dad sitting at this big church organ with these massive pipes there and just this almighty sort of big sound coming out of it. I think that's an early one. A bit later on, I mean, something that really affected me was you, you know, you get a radio back in those days and maybe you listen to it after bedtime and you've got it under the, under the bed covers and some exciting sounds start coming out of it. And for a little while, I kind of really liked uh, rock and roll records when I was about 12, something like that. And going on a bit later, you start hearing some of the new wave sounds and they were very uh, ex know, exciting but mysterious and dark at the same time. So that, that, that's kind of some of the earlier things. Otherwise, so, so I think, you're telling me, let me get this straight. You, the first or the earliest music memory you have is in church. No, I, no, I mean, that's making me sound like I'm, I'm a, 
a no, blues singer or something. But, no, I don't, but that's probably I mean, where... I, it, was, it was a lot of easy listening, actually. My parents mainly had the radio on with easy listening, but I did get dragged off to church on a Sunday. Well, that's probably where the organ people. was, you know? Organ was probably a big deal. You couldn't... I don't know. You might be young enough where maybe he had a little Casio in the living room, but I was figuring the organ was at the church. Yeah, it, it was. I mean, he had a piano at home. Ah, so, oh, okay. So now, 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 yeah, okay. So it, the earlier memories would probably be him practicing his piano at home. He was doing prac on the piano. Yeah, yeah. You mean he was pracking for the organ playing on the piano? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Trippy. Because they seem to be quite different. I mean, they both got the the buttons right, but one is way more legato. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. I mean, I think it, I think it goes. No, it's off all to right. Everybody's got their own way. That's the thing about music, and that's why I like talking to people about their journey, because everyone has it different. So your first thing is hearing your pop prac organ on a piano in a pad, and then you started listening so. to the radio. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean we, we had the, the, what was, it was the just radio? a house where we heard a lot of easy listening. I think that's what went in there early on as well. Well, that's again, that's your parents' music, right? Yeah. When you listen to the radio. Uh, is it far back enough with that those boats and stuff or is it the uh what is it uh bbc and uh radio one and yeah radio yeah radio one to? radio two radio one was the pop sounds radio two at the time was the more conservative easy listening ah there's a <laughs> there's a public image song called radio four yeah, that, that's kind of more like drama and plays and debates. Okay, okay. Do you remember this record? It was in a can. It was three 12-inch 45s. It was pretty good. Oh, it kind of sounded like can. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, it, oh, so so you're you're uh, younger than, like, the... Pi I was talking about these boats. You know that, that... There's a class song called Capital One, right? Capital Radio. And oh, talking oh, about, oh, you're talking about, yeah, yeah, I know. The, the pirate stations, like Radio Capital on the boat. Yeah. So they didn't have that yet. Okay. Uh, well, but they, what, maybe they had it, but I didn't find it. Okay. But I think, yeah. <laughs> what you found was uh, what was on the radio. And the, so probably sort of like me, with a, we, we had AM radio. And it had the top 20 or top 30, whatever. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so you would listen to this stuff. Uh what what about uh, the idea of you making music? Uh, when did that think, come think, around? Yeah, I got around to being a teenager, and uh, you know, it, it was the, the tennis racket in the hand, playing along to records on the radio with a tennis racket, doing all well, the guitar well, moves. Well, you mean mime? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah, we did that with baseball bats in Navy houses. Weird. Yeah, we put it on the record and be pretending like we're playing it. <laughs> That's, I love that. You, USA, you're 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 playing miming guitar on your baseball bat, so we're using tennis rackets over here. <laughs> okay, but tennis is pretty big over here, I will say. Uh, but maybe not Navy housing in the '60s where I was. Yeah, there's more baseball bats. <laughs> wow. uh, but anyway, so you you started miming. Oh, I forgot to ask you, what was the first record you bought? Well, it, it's a toss-up between uh, about three singles. I can't remember which. There was Ballroom Blitz by Sweet. Sweet, yeah. There was uh, a was Slade Beatles. record, 
which was Squeeze Me, Please Me. Yeah, I remember that one. I um, saw them with the 10 years after. Wow, okay. And there was another one, which is quite, uh, I think it was a novelty record at the time. It's, it's kind of like a white reggae ska song by the Hot Shots called Snoopy versus the Red Baron. You know, there's Snoopy versus the Red Baron, I think in two parts on uh, Stanley, uh, no, what was his name? Uh, Cobham, Billy Cobham, his solo album. Okay. George, he loved that record. It's like fusion, you know. <laughs> that's that's a trip. And there was a Snoopy versus Red Baron over here. I can't remember who did it, but it was an AM radio hit. Yeah, maybe a novelty hit. And who was this you're talking about? I think, I think they're a band called The Hot Shots. It, it might have been a reggae song to start with, but then, you know, for Top of the Pops, this... Uh... Okay. Yeah, I guess it's kind of like a white cod reggae band called, yeah, the Hot Shots did that. Okay. Kind of scary sounding. Okay, okay. It's about the red, about the you know the Red Baron and his triple you know Fokker triplane. Mm. Yeah, and Snoopy. It was from Peanuts cartoon. Yeah, some rivalry. Yeah. yeah. Actually, though, Snoopy would be on top of his fucking doghouse. <laughs> yeah, that's He'd be true. Pretending like he was flying. Flying yeah. it into battle. Yeah, flying into battle. Yeah, it was that was a trip. I remember he'd be sitting on top of this, and like the scarf would be flying and shit. You know, he was really into it. Well, so let's get back to the other question. When when did oh. you you're in you're in what junior high or something, and you want to uh, uh, make make music? Did you do music in school? No, I, I just your pop I, didn't. I, I want you to take uh, piano lessons or organ lessons. No, I, well. No, that wasn't at school. I did because my dad played the piano. I yeah. had piano lessons when I was about eight, From and I him? kind of quit that as soon as I could. Oh, he got your teacher. Yeah, he, you know, he like I, I was sent somewhere on a Saturday morning, and I had a piano lesson for an hour. Yeah, uh, was it strict and kind of boring? You had to learn sight reading and stuff like this. Yeah, it wasn't exciting. I mean, in retrospect, I would have been glad if I'd carried it on. I mean, it'd be sure, very useful because of to skills, play keyboard. Yeah. But, you know, you're, you're eight or nine and you just go to some lady's house and you sit at a piano for an hour. It wasn't like what you really wanted to do then. Mike, I got to tell you, I've heard from people with that kind of experience that almost never did music again in their life because it was so negative. Well, You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of yeah, these but, people, it's a big turnoff to get too uh, rigid of a indoctrination but you're right looking back you would love to have those skills sure at least just <laughs> the way they, they present, it? somebody once said the youth is wasted on the young <laughs> <laughs> yeah, true, uh, so anyway so what happened in in school well, I, actually, I was going to tell you, just even even before being given a few piano lessons or something like that, you were talking about that maybe being a setback for people. I had a Sorry. I had a major setback in that I was about five, and at school, apparently, I loved singing as loud as I could. I was completely unselfconscious about yeah. it, and we had this really big, imposing dragon of a lady music teacher and she she just didn't like me singing so kind of joyously and loudly and yeah. one day she just i mean i'm only five years old apparently she so pulled it's like me out kindergarten front, or something yeah she pulled me out in front of the whole class and yeah. said you're too loud from now on you will never sing in front of me you will mime in this class wow and 
it, it really shut my voice down for yeah, a long you should time. Should have brought the fucking tennis racket to school and yeah, challenged her to it. But I think that was the earlier Match. thing. I, yeah, I, I no, you really, had, uh, that's right. You hadn't. Uh, you learned to mime early because actually, yeah, the tennis exactly. racket was round two. So what happened? Was it with peers? When you started wanting to play, you know, you, none of this lessons, none of this getting shut down. You you got some peers, uh, classmates, right? Yeah, I think I think at that in those days and at that age, my my, you know, I was this quite introverted kid at that point. I thought, wow, I can learn to play the guitar like all these dudes on the TV. Then yeah. you know, maybe I'll get a girlfriend and I'll be popular and all this sort of stuff. Ah, but so you I had think, al- you had ulterior motives. Yeah, I think I think that's probably the ulterior motive. Was it just the love of music? Yeah, I mean, I think I think I was recognizing that I love music, and I it was going to become something I could express myself through. But there's this ul- ulterior motive for sure. Yeah. I read somewhere Pete Townsend said he had kind of the same thing because he, he uh, self conscious about his nose or something. Wow. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, but he ended up being a pretty good songwriter and uh, guitar man, you know. So, yeah, you know, it, it, so somebody it, once told me it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. So you want to play, what, would you ask your pop to buy buy you a guitar or did you work and get the money up yourself? Uh, I asked if I could have a guitar for my birthday and they, they're really anti it for a long time. And it, we, we had to do this deal in the end that I'd actually have uh, classical guitar lessons for six months yeah. and then I could I could have this guitar. So they were too hip with rock and roll. No, not at all. Yeah, but that's okay. It, Actually, yeah. that's pretty common for my my generation. Exactly. There wasn't a lot of, uh, like, what do you call it, encouragement. But anyway, yes. you did get the guitar. You took the lessons. Was it the same thing? You go to somebody's house on Saturdays? <laughs> Yes, but this time it was actually really inspiring. I got, oh. I ended up with, yeah, I ended up with lessons with this old uh, Russian or Polish guy. I can't remember which. He'd what, come what over. Was his to, name? Or, his name. He was a classical guitarist called Vladimir Kalamunyak, or yeah. Vic K, as he was called. And he had this big house, and different. There'd be about three. There'd be three of us there, and we'd each be in a different room. And he'd come round from room to room and give us a chord to learn, or just like a little line to learn. But at the, this was the good bit. At the end of the class, he'd assemble everyone in the like the front room, and there'd be a bass player and two guitarists, and he'd just get he'd, he'd say something like, uh, "And now, gentlemen, we play blues." And it just hit from nowhere. He'd, he'd pull out this sort of uh, Les Paul Black Beauty and plug it into a big amp, and he'd just be soloing all these jazz blues solos. So we sat it wasn't there. strictly classical. No, but that, I mean, that was a but good your thing. Parents, was... your parents never found out because this was in his pad. <laughs> yeah. So I was going along for these classical guitar lessons. Towards the end of the lesson, we'd be just playing these, yeah, like... the stealth rock. Yeah, stealth rock, rip-roaring <laughs> blues, and it was just really swinging. Here, we're going to play a song of... here, Mike, uh, called Here to See the Band. Okay. Well, you, you asked me about the first record, and I, I mentioned that sweet ballroom blitz. Yeah. And, uh, oh, sorry, yeah, and on the, which, on, on, oh, maybe it was on Music's A Party at the start, they actually did a spoof of the intro to Ballroom Blitz. Oh, great. Did you well, see, oh, yeah. well but, here to see the band, I remember in the first uh, Bebop Deluxe album, and he right. says, Bill Nelson's, I think he's a York guy, a North guy, 
And he says, you came to watch the band, to see us play our parts. We hope you lend an ear. You hope we dress like tarts. <laughs> <laughs> Which for me as a teenager, it was like, oh, that's some trippy slang. That, that's Shakespearean almost. Yeah, well, tarts, uh, I Except knew it as a kind of like, a, it's a little pie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's listen to uh, Came to Watch the Band. You know what, too early to say Don't know what's going on with you Sitting with your phone in your hand You're in another, another time and a place We're here to enjoy the band Are we driving off a cliff? I think it is that we may Time for us to really shape up Before we have to pay Don't know what's going on with you The newspaper's in your hands they're incapable of telling the truth We need to make a stand Promises of more transparency Offered day by day Anything less than total transparency Is BS, I say Promises of more transparency Offered day by day Anything less than total transparency Is BS, I say Every day, 
wrote your name on the meniscus It wasn't my place to do so Instead it boils down to this Breath and sensation Crying in the heart The fat creamy moon Setting at 4am Soon to return The rise and fall of the snowdrops This treasure chest has burst open
sailing it in from coast to coast while craft and next moment intellect outzip the sabotaged egg rate by X and Y zygotes, yet those puddles spread faster than this instinct. There'll be no one to buy onyx loosed from earthen magazines. Lax plastic platforms fall, as financed by outrage markets. Some bear, most bull, but all straw-sucking betas. Burly women dragging pussified men unsparked. A parasite parade to fool cake eaters like open maw magpies. Ballpark sizzlers are exploding in skyflowers to the duly awed. Piling it in, toasting those toads who may be spies, as wild grasping annexes any unaware mortal acts. Who cares what's collapsing while the con jobs elapse? Spanking, then spending, dang, bank janking gets expensive. What dribs and drabs, drops and drips, and thops and faps awaken like oily spasms shaking up the zeitgeist. Ah, moistened flocks of Panocha Volanda steam up the view with their teeming sweet fruit beaming in tune. Our mornings abound with wondrous swoon, tonic and balm for a rugged nut with the blues. Longing to swim in her fragrant vibrations until wilding ping-pongs dance like juicy yo-yos, squirming onto dense psyches sounding delight as currents gush into sultry pangs of song. Dulcet ecstasy silkens one's mind as ultra-sensational ways unbind, slipping under sinuous splines of sensuous parsecs, waves, and cosines. Flexing muscular thought just for fun, serendipity becomes a pulsing gun, the gummy extension of politicians or flexible fail-safes leaking adulation. On fields of rubbery dreams wobbling purple into view, a fast horizon shakes subliminal parachutes, pumps space, and washes in waves of steel girded by bracing ships of ice, whirling faceward in reflex against godly suspects. There, dozens of coincidences overlap in blithe instance, purling on the wall before rising in glittery arcs of history. The wealth that grows by progressing the imprints, with avian computation times simian glory. Windmills swim like whales around electric sexy wires. Hive theory splashing our ears with tasty photonic dreams. Connoisseurship seems likely to be spreading then, as stationary silencers scream ambience and scene. Oddly, willing the goodness goes only so far. So far. Keep up that archetypal pluck packed with Lux Ruck. With care taken to share aching shards of life lived with scars, say, So long, suckers. Farewell, swill sweltering suppers. What the fuck?
getting ready to say fuck you. Doesn't matter. My apologies never get through to you. You say I did this all to you. Your rage is worth more than me to you. I'm not sure how I ruin your life. You say I'm the one twisting the knife. I must be a lot smarter than you say I am. To pull off such a spiteful and devastating scam. Stop growling and gritting your teeth I'm losing interest, I've got my own needs The blisters on my patience are starting to bleed I'm losing interest, I've got my own needs The blisters on my patience are starting to bleed When are you going to stop bringing that up? Blisters on my patience are beginning to pop. You say I did this all to you? These blisters on my patience are your creation. It's always a one-way conversation with you. Sarcasm trumps reason with you. trouble here. But I'm getting ready to say fuck you. I don't need to reconcile with you. You're deaf, dumb, and blind of the things I've done for you. You say that I let you down. You're gonna hold on to that until we
Hot for Pedro show. Here to see the band from Panther Paw. Our guest Mike Shreve's Proj. Where'd that name come from? Oh, I, I just love panthers as a, an animal. They're such a sort of powerful, uh, exotic creature. You know about Silent, Darby? deadly. You know about Darby, the singer of the germs? Oh, I, I love that line where he sings, I came into this world like a right. puzzled panther. Well, he had on his shoulder a tattoo oh. of a blue, the blue germ circle. And oh, yeah. The, and the panther's coming out of it. Oh, wow. It was very great. I ever thought, you know, I grew up in Navy housing, so I'm not too much into tattoos. Everybody's popped at them. But I always liked that one, Darby. Yeah. Then we, uh, <laughs> Lemon Kittens with Nudies. I found all my uh, old Lemon Kitten records. They were Lemon from, Kittens? Yeah, they were from England, like in the late 70s. Oh, oh like 80s. Daniel Dax and the Lemon Kittens. Right, that was one of them. There was two, two people in that band. Yeah, the lady was Danielle Dax. Carl Blake, maybe? Yes. And then they'd have guests. I think they were friends of Genesis. Right. Yeah. Oh, Genesis The the label was called United Dairies. It's such a trippy label. And their (laughs) music was totally wild. It was my whole idea or ideal of what punk was, which was not a style. You know, it was just a state of mind. Then we had Howie Reeve, A1C5. That's uh, off his brand new record. How we on one of these kind of basses that's like an acoustic guitar, not a stand-up, but plays on your lap, you know. Uh, out of Bel- Brussels, Belgium, Z with Ich bin nicht mehr der Irren. Uh, yeah, wow. Kind of uh, poignant. Yeah, Chris Groger from Austin with uh, Flegnitz. <laughs> P-H-L-E-G-N-Y-R-T-Z. See, we got our trippy words, too. Our slangs. Mice, rats, roaches, king champion, sound, Jay Mascus. That's AJ there. He used to live in England. He lives in Holland now. And Jay, I think, uh, yeah, I'm on that record, too. It's a new, I'm reading this thing, uh, Brother Vasco, Scopio, a poem he wrote. Uh, negative example, I did this to you. That's Bucky Pope out of Madison. Rachel Hayden's got a brand new record. Uh, Petra's sister, absolutely right from her. Duo Decibel System. That's Miss Melvis. I think that's out of Austin also. Back talk. Red Party with Red Party Blues. That's Snez, Stanislav's sister out of Chicago with her. That's a brand new record. And finally, new record from Tobacco with Wipeth Out. So, Puzzle... Uh, puzzle... Pa- I mean, um, Panther Paw... Not Puzzle Panther, but pa- Panther Paw. <laughs> well, that's just you. That's just me. And sometimes you have, you, you have guests. Right, Lizzie? And stuff. Yeah, and I'll but, probably get some more guests in soon but, as well. But, I'm kind of feeling quite active on it at the moment. Yeah, but in between these... Uh, you know, first getting that guitar and doing the lessons with the uh, Eastern Europe guy, uh, VK, right? And then uh, Panther Pa, what, did, did you make a band at school? Um, yeah, the, I mean, I, I did this thing with a friend at school where we're kind of doing, just the two of us doing cramp songs. All right. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Songs the Lord taught us. Yes. 
I, I was at that studio in Memphis. I got to wow. record there a couple songs with Tav Falco and Larry. I saw uh, you playing. I, re- I remember that song from a long time ago, Stranded on a Dateless Night. Oh, yeah. Does he still do that? Uh, no, we didn't do it this oh. last tour, but it's a beautiful... I love his stuff. Oh, Mike, we're at the end of the first hour of the June 30th, 2016 edition. Watch for Pedro Show special guest from Brighton, Mike Shreve. Hold tight for hour two. June 30th, 2016, it's the second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. So smile, why don't you smile? Don't smile, just smile. Here it is, this is the future, what we're waiting for. Got technology, devices, and gadgets, who could ask for more? Space migration, life extension, intelligence squared. Space migration, life extension, intelligence squared. So smile, just smile, just smile. Timothy Leary bit down on some acid in his mind, it opened a door. We'll leave the planet on giant spacecraft, wake up on alien shores. Space migration, life extension, intelligence squared. Space migration, life extension, intelligence squared. So smile, why don't you smile? Just smile. Still waiting to see a UFO.
tonight than the queens of daylight are placed in perfect rows. We tried aligning their form to our thoughts, a silhouette too bold. Where are the clowns when you want them to appear? I don't feel much like asking. Can you see me? Pirouettes of the finest ladies Dance the death of life Incognito Of sentences for crimes we won't speak Till we're sure we cannot join You remember Robert said You're right for your side And I am right for mine It's better we leave the same way I can't improve on that line My skin is full of ashes And I don't feel much like asking Are you happy? The pirouettes are the finest ladies Dance the death of life Incognito Of sentences for crimes We won't speak till we're sure We cannot join them
someone who feeds on themselves, someone who is just not satisfied in presenting oneself fairly, but must go beyond all pretensions until nothing is left to exaggerate. No one wants to hear any more. He has talked himself out on all limbs and is the master of being a dick. The self-hard blowhard continues on with his pathetic bleeding. He gains strength on your weakness and tolerance. You let him have his way, then pay for it endlessly. The threats are blue in his face. He has talked his everywhere. Imagine being trapped with him and listening to it all the way. The self-hard blowhard spins on and on into the night. No one to stop him from doing himself in front of everyone who has to see. He is sure of himself to a degree, a degree of insignificant foolishness and that has brought on everybody until he finally gets so tired or goes away and carrying away his self-importance into the night.
Pedro show started off the second hour with Panther Pod doing S M I L E. Is there a reason, Mike? It's an acronym. It's an acronym. It's something that uh, the philosopher psychologist uh, Timothy Leary came up with in the sixties. Oh, yeah. He, he was, yeah, he was looking ahead to now, and he thought we'd have space migration, which is yeah. the S M, intelligence increase, and life extension, which was the L E. Right. And, Didn't they so, freeze his head? Sorry? I think he got his head froze after he died. Wow. <laughs> Just in case. And Just it, in case it, the cryogenics really picks yeah, up. Yeah, right. Chirogenics, that's what it's called. Then we heard uh, Twin Tuxedo's Solar Skeletons with Brother Steve McKay. Missing him big time. Uh, the Robert Besnick Band with After the Ball. Automatic Heart. Tacoma Time Travel from Cut. They're out of Bologna, Italy, and I'm on base there. A guest Joe Brewer, uh, another cat out of Madison, the self powered blowhard, and finally Ruido MM, they're out of Brazil with Bandon. Okay, Mike, back to your story. So, you, so you did some uh duet stuff, uh, interpreted cramps works. What about yeah, after got... that? Sorry, after that. Oh, many things. It was just, you know, I think at that age, you do a lot of bands. You do a band for six months. You do another one. There's all sorts of things going on, really. I played in some noise bands. And I think the most, the one that had the most success, I did a band called the Immolato Tomatoes in about 1986. And that was just as we're starting to hear the uh, American hardcore bands coming over this way. So there, you know, we started to hear Minor Threat and there was already Huskadoo and that kind you know, all those sort of things. And myself and a few friends just jumped on that. We just thought, wow, this is what's happening. Let's do that. It had all that passion and energy. And we did this band called the Immolato Tomatoes for a couple of years. Was Brighton a much different town for music then? Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a lot more fashionable and developed now. It was a little bit more of an eccentric seaside resort at the time. It was still quite arty and lively, but I think all o all over England or all over the world, I mean, the, the mid eighties was a much more a much squarer, less colourful time, yeah. and yeah, to be involved in punk or alternative music was it was quite a small scene, and you're viewed as freaks by you know the the you know the the more regular populace. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, farmer would tell you, you want a good crop, you use a lot of manure. So maybe it's not always <laughs> a bad thing. <clears throat> but I can just imagine. I didn't get to play Brighton until 1989. It was one of them pads under the road in the arches. Right. It was oh, called Zoom Zap or Zap. Something with a Z. Yeah, the Zap Club. Zap. Zap, yeah, that's right. That's right. Uh, we, we love that place. Yeah, that's the one I remember first playing there. So it was a little while. It was hard to get to play the other towns, you know. Now I do it all the time. It's like a U.S. tour. I like playing. Uh, it doesn't have to be the giant towns. In fact, I'm coming your way in September, but not Brighton, unfortunately. Oh. Yeah. But other well, small towns like Exeter and, uh, you know, Worcester. Nice. Stuff like that. And, uh, yeah, yeah, there's quite a depth. But, I, yeah, things were different in the mid-'80s. Uh, yeah. So what, they, what happened to the simulators? They, they burned out? <laughs> The Immolato Tomatoes. Yeah, we, we just Immolator burned, Tomatoes, 
Yeah, we, we it means flammable, fire. right? Immolator to to be on fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you make a sauce out of it. But we, we were on fire for a couple of years. I think we just sort of, I don't know, uh, ran out of steam a bit, or just wanted to do other things. Then, like what? This this urge to do things solo because at the same time the technology, four tracks and stuff, very cano to record in your bedroom, right? Yeah, I mean we. It was quite. It was quite in those days. I mean, we did a four-track tape recording, and that's all we good. And I mean, I I kicked myself for so many years for not having made like a, a cheap seven-inch single at the time. Right. And we, within a couple of years after we stopped that band, it was a lot easier to do a record or an album and so on. But all we had were demo cassettes. But something quite nice happened recently. There's a there's a guy called As. Aston, who does the uh, Boss Tunage record label, and he's been plowing through a lot of obscure 80s punk and finding stuff to re-release. And he, he sort of found us and he re-released our demo cassettes as a CD last year, which was just a nice thing to have happen well, after all fucking, that time. you got to flow that to me so uh, I can play it on the show here. What, what about this sure. Pokemon? Pokemon? <laughs> what about this too? It's a, it's a kind of game thing from Japan, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of my... A lot of my other tunes are more serious and they've actually got things I want to say to people in. And to, to balance that out, I've done quite uh, a humorous song about someone with a kink for these uh, Pokemon characters. It's an animated cartoon yeah, from you Japan. mean like fetish? Yeah, you, you get like toys of the thing. And I'm, I'm just kind of, it's social commentary in a way. I'm saying people buy all sorts of, they, you can buy what's called a real doll now, which is this ultra-realistic mannequin sex doll. And I'm thinking, well, how far is this going to go? Are people going to start buying sex dolls of no, animated cartoon be, characters? What's that song? Uh, Roxy Music. Yeah. In every heart, daydream, a heartache, or... I know there's a blow up doll, right? I blew right. up your body, but you blew my mind. I think it's a second Roxy up. Here, let, let's hear Pokemon. Don't you know that you turned me on? Don't you know, sexy Pokemon? Don't you know that you turned me on? Don't you know, sexy Pokemon? My love grows and my love shows. Come on. 
Just the other day, I was asked, Andre, out of all the women you had, which one did you love the most? I searched my head and I gave it some thought. And there was one that I thought about the most. And that was Mississippi Sue. She was the only woman to get the electric chair. I really felt bad about that because I wasn't there. I can't remember why I wasn't there to see her die. It must have been because I had a wife and two children by another woman. Maybe I wasn't true to Mississippi Sue. Let me say I'm sorry for anything I've done. Let me say I'm sorry if I've treated you wrong. Let me apologize before you die. I'll always remember Mississippi Sioux. Mississippi Sioux. What did I do wrong? Maybe if I did, will I apologize? I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Mother Earth, Mother Earth, 
We play off my brothers and me and all our dads. We play us off to fight for you. Let go, hot and cold. Your mood swings like a hangman. Your levers gasping and confused. Alone, howling on the wet hillside Oh, gasping in the dry valley I learned early I was on my own I learned early I was on my own I had to fight to claw my way To claw my way and fight Now just cause I'm waiting you want me to bend my knee Worship you like a horny hanging son of soil You old slag heap I'll be the daddy in the big city The daddy in the big city I'm no horny hanging son of soil To you mother earth I'm no son of dirt To you Oh, mother earth, I'm no son of dirt. Well, you, mother earth, I'm not son of your dirt, mother earth. Run me out of Lesbos, boom jumps quickly with roses fingers.
When there's a howling, shut a stand back. When there's a howling, shut a stand back. It blows my hat right off of my head. Bone chilling cold well below the north. Bone chilling cold well below the north. Try to stay at home, or that I would still be warm. The man predicting down into the team. I'm so glad I got my long dogs on underneath my jeans. Now skies are clear and I'm dressed to the night. Skies are clear and I'm dressed to the night. Guess I better start making a wall that sun shine.
now you're apologizing I always knew you would Still it's surprising You're in the same old picture Hung up in the same old frame The photographic evidence Says you're to blame You're in the same old picture Hung up in the same old frame The photographic evidence Says you're to blame
could stop me Mirror, mirror, I can't just stack We ask us all the loneliness is bringing me down Nobody ever took that last train Without waving that last goodbye She whispered in the dark
Uh, from Pedro Shaw's Pokemon Panther Path, some uh, commentary, some irony on uh, celebrity and stuff. Uh, Andre Williams' brand new record, Mississippi Sioux, this is the tune, out of Bloodshot, Chicago. Motown Fire Department with Unless Returns. P.K. Dwyer with Busker Blues. <clears throat> Got turned on him from Skipper Jeff. He was on the boat with him. Um, last Voyage on the Pride of Cucamonga. Day of the Dead from Lester Bangs and Delinquents. Cree Magazine, huge influence on my teenage years. Joe Bouchard, bass man for Blue Oyster, called after that with his new solo album, the tune Photographic Evidence. He plays all the instruments. King Harvest in the Wait, Morning Light. That's a York guy named uh, Ben Addy. That's how he got to play... Uh, Hebron Bridge and uh, Salberry, Salberry. Oh no, they're two ends of the same valley near uh, Halifax, and uh, tra yeah, tradesmen club and working man clubs. And, like I said, I got, last few years I got a big uh, another thing for your, your land there. It's interesting wow. working the towns. Yeah, I really dig it. And I mean, finally, uh, Pasir Teague oh. with uh, pajamas, brand new from them out of France. Uh, okay, uh, Mike, uh, when did Panther Paw Proj first start? About six years ago, I'd got to the point with the guitar where I, I was just uh, not coming up with anything, totally bored with the guitar altogether. I'd put it down, and then I, I just saw this advert that uh, Squire had brought out the jazz bass like they had in 77, you know, they'd, they'd copied the 77 style and it looked like something Phil Linnett would have played or Jean-Jacques Bernal. And then I realized I'd had this secret urge to be able to play bass for a ah, long time. But can I tell you one thing? Those two bass players, very good bass players. Uh, yes. And, and singers too. Uh, but they both uh, played P basses when I saw them. Uh, <laughs> but that's I, okay. I, I, no, no, I think I think they swapped. You can see them with both. I think it just depends what clips you watch. But okay, I saw the Stranglers. Actually, I saw both those bands live. Thin Lizzy, God, what was it? Civic with Mott. And then I Not. saw the first time Stranglers came to the Whiskey. Now Phil uh, Lynott, he had Chrome pickguard. I remember that. Shut yeah, the lights yeah. I, have, I haven't got the mirrored pickguard, but <laughs> and then. Oh. Uh, the other cat uh, knew karate. <laughs> this kid got on the stage, and he did a flying ninja kick with, like, combat boots. <laughs> he kept playing. It was pretty... Uh, That's punk. It pretty, that was pretty amazing. It was pretty... Anyway, so you wanted to get on the bass. Yeah, I mean, I guess... A lot of people think of the bass player as, oh, that's the guy who's not smart enough to be the guitar player or something. But to me, the bass player was always the one who had this, this mysterious, like, voodoo quality. Like, they're, they're in touch with soul and feeling and all these things that were nothing to do with the brain. And I thought, I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm like this guitar guy. Can I go over to the other side? I, I just thought, sorry, I'm, I'm going over to the dark side. I'm going a bass. And for the next five, six, well, next five years... I just really got into playing the bass and I came up with this idea of doing a solo set, just bass and singing, which I've, I've done about half a dozen gigs like that. 
it's quite hard work, but I've done it. And now I'm just spreading out from that. I've, I've got the guitar as well, because you know, obviously I can still play that. And I brought in a drum machine. I'm just having a lot of fun with, you know, doing a lot of stuff at home and working on how I'm going to do it live next. You know about this bass player, Carol Kay? Yeah, she, she was like the uh, uh, session bass player who never really got known at the time. All the Motown stuff. or Well, not all of it. James Jamerson was there. Too. Yeah, well, yeah. She, but Barry uh, Gordy moved to L.A. She was in, yeah, involved with a lot of sessions. A lot of... Uh, Beach Boys and uh, TV soundtrack, uh, movie soundtrack. Anyway, she started on guitar. So you can uh, start on guitar, it's okay. <laughs> well, that's phew. Yeah, she, did. she came right. over and she's she's incredible. I incredible. Her, uh, especially her uh, idea of harmony and stuff. And the, the, yeah, her choice of no notes and plus the way she swings it. I mean, she's incredible. So, uh, you know, it's like vocabulary. I think the more things you learn, the more uh, ability to help realize your expression, you know. So I think more of the dark side is the guitar. <laughs> no, the way I look at it is uh, we look good making guitar players look good. So that's a healthy way to have politics. Yeah, I've always liked that quote. Okay, we're at the end of the second hour of the June 30th, 2016 Dishwap Pedo Show with special guest Mike Shreve from Brighton. Hold tight for hour three. June 30th, 2016. It's the third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
a guy with a high school education and I wasn't a very good student. I am from the minimum wage working world. That was what I was doing before I joined Black Flag. I was earning $3.50 an hour scooping ice cream and taking inventory and making the nightly deposit at a Haagen-Dazs in Washington, D.C. Uh, I am basically equipped to park your car, sweep up after your pet, and put fries in a bag as you drive by a box on the side of a Wendy's.
I don't feel good. Get the bed or else light the fire. I'm gonna sleep. Uh, I feel like shit. I'm never coming on another camping trip. I don't care what you say. Get the goddamn fire lit. Light the campfire or else go back to bed. I'm gonna blow your mind off. Right now I'm gonna blow it out. I warned you. Teach you. Going back to bed. Light your fire. I don't care. I don't care at all. Did you light the fire? You didn't light the gut. You didn't light the goddamn fire. I'm gonna blow you off now. I warned you. I taught you. I told you. I don't care. My tummy hurts. It's gonna be one of these soon. I'm gonna blow my own head off. Please, if I don't get some rest. I don't care. I don't. You care? You don't care. I didn't even see you move to do it. How did you do that? Do what? You know what the goddamn I'm talking about. Don't you ever try to teach me a learner. I told you before. How did you like that? I can't remember. I am warning you for the last time. You boomerang pie. I'm gonna shoot myself if you don't tell me. I don't care. Now I'm gonna shoot you. Testing you. Now you're gonna get the balloon. I'm gonna blow your brain off. My tummy hurts. Boy, oh boy. Your tummy's gonna little more than the tummy's gonna hurt soon, I'm gonna tell you. You're gonna be crying. I don't care. I hurt. My balloon is hurting. You boomerang Balansky? Your balloon? You are stupid. Now I'm gonna blow your brains out. I told you before what I was gonna do, and now I'm gonna do it. I don't care, my tummy. I'm gonna shoot your eye out first and put a popsicle to your eyelids. Right now I'm gonna strangle you, and then I'm gonna shoot your brain off. Right now I'm gonna shoot your eye out. That's it. Your eye is gonna be gone right now. I'm gonna continue to shoot it out over and over again. You know what? What? I love... I love you. You love me? You're gonna love the gun through your brain is all I know. You're gonna get the brain through your eye. Now go to sleep. I'm trying to sleep. Uh, my stomach is... Why you won't drop the stomach for one moment, will you? What a jerk. Think it's fun for me riding this knob around town, you cowboy nut. Give you a kiki-baliki. Kiki-o! 
You see the little girl over there? They got a guy on the, on the horse over there. Well, look at that. I don't see anything. We're going to get a balloon soon. Look at him riding over there. He's good. Look at him go. I don't care. I'm gonna make your stomach, your brain, and your nostrils and your eye hurt real bad real soon. That is it. You are the ultimate jerk. I'll give you a kiki baliki. Kiki baliki! Kiki! Ah! <laughs> did, you, did you see that? The... I don't care. That's gonna be it. That was it. That was the goddamn last door that brought my camels back. Your mouth and the shoot your neck out. What the? He's gone. What, what happened to him? What happened to who? That is it. That was the last one. Now that's it for real. Now I'm gonna shoot it off. Over and over again. Kiki Baliki! Kiki Baliki! Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to blow the fuck out of Kiki Baliki. Right now, before you... Here, let me do it. I think I... I'd... Go right ahead, be my guest. Kiki! What the? Yeah, I think he's got it coming to him. What do you think? Yep, let's give it to him. Now, let me do it. You said I'm a knob, or no? So I'm gonna teach you the meaning of a knob, you donkey wad. How about a little kiki baliki, huh? How about a little kiki baliki? I'm asleep. My stomach doesn't feel so bad anymore. Could I have a banana? A what? You got a lot of nerve asking me for a banana. Here's a banana through your brain. Gonna shoot your eye out. And I'm gonna shoot your nose out. You brain this boomerang, you, you boomerang popsicle lunatic pie. Bang! Bang! I said I wouldn't go on another camping trip, but here I am again. Sleeping. I was sleeping with my gun and my mother along. Ma'am, don't get mad. Don't say anything. He's got a gun. Don't, don't say nothing. I'll say something, all right. Right, this is the last time I ever go with you. You will never go on another one, and I'm not coming with you if you do. You're not going ever again on a camping trip. I got news for both of them. 
They both go on a camping trip, both again, regardless of what they say. Did you people hear what I said? You're both going on a trip with me, and I mean business. But what if there's a sandstorm? What if I blow your brain apart? There ain't no sandstorms. We're out in the woods now, so don't forget it. I'm gonna sleep. But I know there's gotta be a sandstorm. There's just gotta be. What the fuck was... What the hell's going on? It's... Hey, what the... It's a sandstorm! Like I told you. I knew there would be one. I just knew it. You want to know what I know? Not really. You know what? Maybe these camping trips aren't so bad after all. Huh? What do you think?
more than heaven sent. I paid the price twice. Get back, get back. I feel like getting back. Everything is neat on our real big tree. We are the new them. We are the new them. We are the revolution. We are the new royalty. Throw away the problem. We will stick and stick. Let's enjoy the top quick. Throw away our trick. Hold on to your hop. Hold on to your highest beat. Let's begin the start. I want to keep the key. You have a happy, happy heart. Just stare, let you move on, day. 
that corn leaving underneath your last breath. Hold your tongue, still I've gone. The beast that follows is close, but we'll move on. Snake eyes, always on my tail. Snake eyes, always up ahead. Oh, snake eyes, hidden in the dark. Snake eyes, better catch a spark.
Pedro show. Start the third hour off with Mr. Susan doing bathrobes and towels. Then the frogs, uh, courtesy of Bob Teagan there in Fraser, little town outside Detroit. A puppet play story, the frogs. Incredible band. So sad about uh, one of the brothers drowned. I think they were Milwaukee cats. Uh, happy, happy heart. Jad Fair Hi-Fi Club in Cap, Michigan. Hi-Fi Club out of Toulon, France. And Jad Fair, of course, U.S. And Cap, Michigan. Maybe out of Michigan. <laughs> He's a captain. Uh, Diane Marie Clover with Waters of Amrita. Sean James, brand new Snake Eyes. And very be careful with the live version of Mate Kana. Got to play with these cats in uh, Silver Lake last week and uh, tore it up. El Cid, Trippy Pad. Uh, so good to be, uh, be there. Um, back to when you did this, back to Mike Shreve, people. Uh, when you, you did this thing, singing and playing bass for people, was it called Panther Paw? Yes, it was. Okay. So. Since you've added these other things, of course, you can do sound-on-sound sound recording, right? Yeah, I mean, it was all econo stuff. I've got a friend who's quite good on Logic Pro, and we made, we basically just sat down with that and went at it. What I'm, what I'm wondering, though, is do you bring this to uh, gigs? Do you make gigs out of these things, or are they only recordings? I, I've done about five or six gigs just as a solo performer with bass and singing and nothing else. Yeah, but, but I'm talking I'm, about this newer stuff where you pile on. Oh, uh, well, yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to recruit someone to do that. I mean, I'm, oh, I'm enjoying okay. having the other stuff now. I'm going to recruit someone. Uh, originally, if I played guitar as a solo thing, I called that Pecker. That project was called Pecker. And then the Pecker. bass, uh, yeah. Bass is uh, Pecker is six strings. Playing the four the four string Thunderstick is Panthapore. It's just if I, I I don't want to combine them and have to be uh, Panther Pecker. That's all. In England, um, Pecker is it a cock? Well, yeah. Amongst other things, it's a woodpecker. It's a cock. Oh, it's of a, course, it's, it's a, a movie. Pecker. It's a John Waters movie. Pecker Wood. Pecker Wood. <laughs> it's you know about that. It's kind of a pejorative. For white yeah. people, yeah. And especially for boner. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, when you call, you call somebody a pecker, it's not a nice thing over here. So, oh, okay. <laughs> but that's okay. Um. I think it was more like a kid's expression. Oh, no, it's very grown up. <laughs> okay. I thought, I thought it was like a milder version of dick. That was Okay. <laughs> Yeah, that is, but it's also it's a pejorative for a person. That pecker, it's hardly ever oh, okay. a, a word of praise. Yeah, it's a pronoun. Wow. It's it's a pronoun, not just a, a an appendage. Okay, but yeah, I mean, basically for Panthapor, I'm going to recruit someone soon and get out there with you know a bit more instrumentation going on. Do a duet. Okay. What, yeah. What, what can you tell me about this song rejection? Uh... 
it's kind of it's of the songs I've given you. It's a, a much starker song that that's nearer to what I do live. It's just, I mean, apart from a drum machine, it's just bass and vocals. I've not overdubbed anything on it. Right. And it's kind of more on the emo sort of track. It, it's kind of like uh, you know this kind of angsty song. Okay, let's listen. That moment we first met Seems I took it and I ran with it A lifetime regret The back at home for causes Decisions that I made I'm letting go of all the past And all the programs I obeyed OMG, how efficient of me Why my tears were wet Took that pattern as the gospel and let that pattern set. I look back on the causes, the messed up decisions that I have made. Letting go of all the past and all the programs that I obeyed. Look back and hunt for causes, decisions that I made. Letting go of all the past and all the programs that I obeyed.
Woke me up from a dead sleep Guilt dripping from my head You woke me to say you were sorry But I love you just the same Well, the faults of the world Well, the faults of a girl Well, I'm to lay the blame Together we will hold 
So last music for this edition, Rejection from Panther Paw, all Stark and shit. Nick Melavoy with uh, Where Do Their Capers. Yeah, that's strange. Where Do Their Capers. Hmm. No, Where They Do Capers. Oh. <laughs> it's a statement, it ain't a question. All right, st- sorry about that. Hell Beans with uh, Las Malvinas Siempre. Hey. Right, they're buddies yours, right? That's right. Mailman with Dead Weight. Miles with Gravity Girl, not Miles uh, Davis. Uh, but uh, I think one of the sons of the guitar man in Cheap Trick. Wovet with Rafe. Finally, Thalem with Freedom Hoarders. Who's your Who's your favorite band right now in Brighton? Mike. Uh, probably the one you've just played, Mike. I'm I'm, I'm pretty. I, I like seeing Hell Beings. Yeah, they're a little what? younger than you, right? They're what? A little younger. They're a little bit younger than me. I, what What I find funny is that I think without meaning to, they've ended up at a sound which is quite like Black Sabbath. Kind of, yeah. I like their sound a lot, too. Long, what about, what about the scene? I, I heard there's a problem with uh, keeping venues open, right? It happened to the free butt. Yeah, and there, there's another one called the Blind Tiger. I think that's been shut down. It's like someone buys a house next door, and then all of a sudden a music venue, which has been open for 25 years, has to shut yeah. because they, they get a noise complaint. I heard that's a big problem in London also. 
sure. There's a lot of development going on. But at the same time, I kind of I kind of think if something shuts down, something else is going to spring up in some little cave somewhere else on the other side of town. What about that green door? Is that still going? That's a great place. That's yeah. still going. Yeah, great. And uh, where's, where's, uh, I played a little play. Prince Albert? Yeah, I've seen you in the Green Door. I've seen you in the Albert. That's a nice. That's a nice venue to see a band upstairs there. Yeah, I like both those pads. So they're still going. Sure are. Okay. Besides Hellbeam, who, who's interested? So there, there's a couple of quite quirky lo-fi bands I like. There's King Alfred, Man of Leisure. Yeah. There's there's a band called The Sticks, who are kind of like a wonky garagey band. What's King Alfred like? Um, <laughs> kind of slightly theatrical, quite lo-fi, and there's a lot of instrument swapping going on, and very they're quite kind of uh, English sounding. I yeah, think. Yeah, well, we flow me some for the show. Uh, yeah, I'll find a link. Yeah, please. Uh, now I ask everybody this: uh, somebody young coming into music, what, what, and asked you for advice, what would you tell them? That's interesting. Uh, just get on with it. it they've got all, everything's there. All the cheap equipment, the guitar. You can get a reasonable guitar quite cheap. You can record. You can upload to YouTube. You can record on a mobile phone. Just just get on with what you feel to do. Do it. I remember there was a there was a crass tune like that where the, Steve Ingram is just saying, fucking do it. I think he's playing the radio. <laughs> <laughs> That's very poignant, but I think that is great advice, Mike. And I want to thank you so much for being on the show and wish you good luck and uh, righteous times with Panther Paw and please flow. I'd like to hear some live stuff too when you get this other cat going with you. Will do, Mike. Lovely talking to you. Thank you, uh, listeners. Okay. Excellent. It's been uh, June 30, 2016 edition of Off Peter Show. Special guest Mike Shreve from Brighton. Keep your powder dry.